I really believed for a long time I was the best kind of person if I put people before me, if I met their needs before I met my own. I thought that that's what selfless men and what, you know, I was here to be. And wow, it was the opposite I discovered that as I fill up my own cup and come from a full cup, I'm able to give the overflow to other people. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, I am talking to my dear friend and rock star business coach, Brianne Hovey. I invited Brianne to come onto the Essentially You podcast to talk honestly about self-care and how to shift our belief so that we prioritize self-care in our lives to create a life that is thriving and amazing and filled with joy. Now, she has figured out self-care mastery, and that is why I invited her to come talk with us today. But before we get into this amazing conversation that I know will inspire you, I want to invite you to an amazing event that Brianne and I are actually doing together among other incredible rock star influencers and women's health experts. So earlier this year, as you all know, I was working on my book, The Essential Oil Hormone Solution, which by the way, is doing so well. I've been so incredibly surprised and blessed at the support we've been getting for the book. Lots of people are pre-ordering it right now on Amazon, and I just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for that. I can't wait to get this book into your hands. Well, as I was writing this book, I was inspired to bring together an amazing group of women to educate on the benefits that oils, lifestyle, and nutrition plays on women's hormone health. And the Essential Oil Hormone Summit was created. So whether you are already using essential oils and ready to unlock the power of hormone balancing, or that you're new to essential oils and ready to explore effective natural solutions, or maybe you're struggling with hormones and ready to get your body back on track with that ownership of becoming the CEO of your own health, or you are already educating to your friends and your family about oils, kind of like me, and you want to expand that knowledge, or that you're even possibly leading a movement, and you want to be able to give the people that you support and educate the best tools for changing their lives. If you fall into any of these categories, this amazing, jam-packed event is for you. The Essential Oil Hormone Summit was created most particularly to not only support women around the world with hormone support and hormone solutions, but it was also created to raise money for organizations designed to empower women and girls worldwide, such as an organization called Days for Girls. Now, Days for Girls is an organization that is supported by one of my favorite essential oil companies, doTERRA, through their Healing Hands Foundation. And this particular organization gives menstrual pads that are reusable up to two years to girls and women around the world so that they can go to school and work with confidence and they're able to create the life that they love. This is a foundation that I've been supporting for many years and I'm excited to continue to support. So. I wanted to just share that mission. And I wanna share specifically my mission in general. And that is, my mission is to help women everywhere become the CEO of their healthcare. This means always having solutions that work for you at your fingertips and never letting a health challenge stop you from living your fullest life. 
you know, while in practice, as many of you know, my hormonal imbalances threatened to end my career as a doctor. It definitely felt that way. But, you know, thanks to all of the natural solutions that I used to the power of essential oils, I was able to get my hormones back on track and really have my hormones working for me and not against me. And this is really what I want for you too. And I want this for every woman everywhere. So when you sign up for this free online summit and decide to purchase the recordings of all of these amazing women, you are not only making a contribution for Days for Girls, but you are helping to ensure that women all over the world don't miss school or miss work due to inadequate period supplies. And that is my big mission. By giving girls the education and the tools that they need to be able to go to school and manage their period is ensuring that another generation doesn't have to be held hostage by your hormones and normal functioning body. So I hope you will join me in making a difference for yourself and women everywhere. If you are ready to say yes, all you gotta do is head to my show notes or go to the eohormonesummit.com. The link will be up on the Dr. Marisa site and on drmarisa.com slash podcast. It's gonna be everywhere. So you can find it. It's even in my Instagram. This is an event that we are so excited to get out into the world and I hope that you choose to join me. So let's get back to my conversation with the brilliant Brienne Hovey so that she shares her incredible wisdom and information on self-care mastery. But before we do that, I want to quickly sing her praises. Brienne Hovey has devoted her entire life to discovering the best natural ways to heal the body, mind, and spirit. She grew up in a home where green drinks and herbal foods were served for breakfast. She dove into massage school and esthetician school when she was just 20, and it really opened the door to a whole new world of alternative healing. For 17 years, she has made it her life's work to understand the body and utilize natural gifts from this earth to create a beautiful, happy, and loving life. As a certified holistic health coach and breakthrough business coach, she travels the world teaching others how to empower themselves to elevate their life and their health business. She has teamed up with doTERRA and has created a team of over 300,000 wellness warriors from 15 countries around the world. And she works with dreamers and change makers to create a life and to never settle for anything less than living their most beautiful life. Welcome, Brianne Hovey, to the Essentially You podcast. I am so excited that you're here with me today. We are going to be diving into a topic that you and I both connect on so many levels, and that is all about self-care mastery. And let me tell you, this audience, this is what they crave. And so I would love to just get started with your story, your journey, because to me, you are an inspiration. You are a rock star. I look up to you, and I know you have had a journey around self-care that we can all benefit from. Oh, girl, I am so seriously excited you invited me to chat with you about this subject. One, I love you and all that you're creating. I look up to you too. <laughs> and um, and yes, it has been a story of mine that I've lived. And I think that's why I feel so called to teach about it because I've had such a journey myself in the whole self-care development. And, um, and I was really bad at it. I think I, I probably would have got a PhD in taking bad care of myself if I were to be able to give in that. So, you know, I, it's been a really big journey for me and I've burnt myself out. I've 
got into adrenal fatigue. You know, I've got to points where I felt so much resistance all around me and everybody wanted something from me and I just didn't have anything more to give. There's been a couple different really big defining moments in my life of this whole self-care aspect. But, you know, one really big one is that my mom passed away when I was 14 of cancer. And so for me, like at a very young age, a young girl, I saw the need to wake up and take care of ourselves. And so it was actually a passion of mine. And it started that process at 14 of like wanting to talk about self-care and talk about how to take care of our bodies, our hearts, our minds. And I've been on this really long journey. But over the last probably five years, it's kind of like I've been in the refining fire of it all. I don't know if it's because I was like, God, I'm ready (laughs) or what. But I've learned so much about what self-care is and what it's not and why people do and don't take care of themselves. But, you know, in in my journey, I I started in a network marketing company. I work with doTERRA. In network marketing, gosh, that's a playground where you know, you don't work for anyone. So you don't have any set hours. You don't have boundaries if you don't make them. I mean, at this point, I answered my phone from sunup to sundown. I was everything to everyone. And I was exhausted. I was doing this traveling program where I was gone from my child and my husband so much. And I'm sure my adrenals were just a mess. I was living off caffeine. And I remember hitting this breaking point. I actually was in my laundry room and the mounds and mounds of, it looked like carpet, but it was clothes. I mean, just so much crap just sitting in front of me. Like it was the representation of my life. I felt like all these mounds of things I hadn't done, or I just didn't feel enough in any area of my life. I couldn't even get my laundry done. I wasn't enough of a mom, a spouse, a leader, a friend. Oh my gosh. I was a horrible friend. If you were not part of my business. I had no time for you. So I was trying to do everything for everyone, not taking care of myself at all. And I fell to the ground, just bawling. And the only thing I could do or think of was to call my sister, who's been like this guiding light in my life. She's like the voice of reason and inspiration. And I called her and said, Stephanie, I can't do this anymore. And she said, Brie, your mission is not laundry. It's time to get some help. And in that moment, it was like this light bulb clicked on for me that I have to wake up and not feel like I have to be everything to everyone. And that I put everybody before me, which means I put everybody before my own self-care. That kind of started the real big descent into the layers of beliefs that came up for me around self-care and when it was okay to take care of myself and when it was not. I really believed for a long time I was the best kind of person if I put people before me, if I met their needs before I met my own. I thought that that's what selfless men and what you know I was here to be. And wow, it was the opposite I discovered that as I fill up my own cup and come from a full cup, I'm able to give the overflow to other people. And I think that's what my mom was trying to teach me by dying young, that, you know, waking me up to this realization that if I and my vehicle, my body, my mind, my heart are not good, I cannot produce what I believe I'm here to live out to fulfill my mission. There's a proverb that I live by, and it says, when you have your health, you have a thousand dreams. When you don't, you have one. And that just hits me so strongly because both my mom and my dad have passed from cancer. And that, you know, those times when you get sick, everything stops. You just have to stop everything and make sure you're okay. 
And whether it be just getting a cold or adrenal fatigue, whatever it is, or even cancer, that everything stops and it's like, whoa, I've got to take care of me. And so what my life mission has become is how could I take care of myself every single day? How can I love myself so much so that I teach other people how to love themselves that way as well? And because it is a mirror. So it is a work in progress, girl. <laughs> like I, I just moved to Wyoming and now I'm like repositioning myself and making sure my self-care gets back intact. But it it has been an amazing life journey for me and um, lots of learning and growing in this area. So I just feel so compelled to talk about it, that it's okay to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you had mentioned in that conversation was that we've been growing up with that need to serve. And one of the things that I had learned at a very early age was that my worthiness was determined by what I was doing for other people, how it was showing up for other people. And I didn't get it until things start to fall apart. And so when you look and goodness knows, we know that it isn't even just us, but so many of the women that we serve are going through these same struggles And what is it about women? I was able to touch upon it a little bit, but what is it that you see why we struggle so much with that self-care, particularly women? Well, I think it's because what we believe, any result we have in our life. So the struggle with self-care is all rooted back down to our beliefs. Everything we act on, everything we feel first starts with a thought or a belief. If you have the belief that your worth is only by what you do, you know, you're an achiever. And if you do enough, then you are enough. Then that's what is going to come first. That's your belief system that's going to rule the outcome or the results. So for me, I had a very similar one. Oh my gosh, I was a chronic overachiever and doer. I also had the belief that I never had enough time for me. So if I have that belief that I have time for everyone else, but not myself, then I'm going to struggle, right? To even put myself within my own schedule. For a lot of women struggle that they think self-care is one thing when it's actually not. They think self-care equals money. They think that it costs money to take care of yourself. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I love that I've been able to grow a business where I can afford to go get massages and take care of myself in ways of actually paying someone and getting different modalities or healing aspects added to my life. But that is not the core of self-care. And so that's a belief that you can't take care of yourself because you don't have enough money. Another really common one is that they have to be in control at all times. So they have to have their hands and everything very similar to my, my laundry story that they have to be everything to everyone and be in control to make sure everyone's safe and everything's done right. And if that's the belief, then they never take time for themselves because everybody comes before them. And that goes into the whole selfless act too. So I think seriously, it just comes down to our belief system. We all struggle with it because we have beliefs that are limiting us. And we have these big fears that if we actually act on self-care, that we won't be a good enough person. So it's about rewriting our belief system, I believe, about what it really means, what self-care is, and what we can do for the world when we actually take care of ourselves. And I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. It's so deep-seated in our beliefs. And you know, it's one thing to say, okay, we just got to change our beliefs. It's another thing to actually really go in and do that. How do we begin to change these beliefs about self-care? Oh, yeah, for sure. I love this topic. (laughs) I love this question. I love that we have the power, right? I think that's the first thing that we all have to realize is that we have the power. We are the creators. 
we are living the life that we're creating for ourselves right now. Like we absolutely went through some hardship growing up. We had different beliefs kind of instilled in us as children through parents or teachers or all the things that we saw growing up. We chose that, right? We have to take responsibility. Even if we were two years old, we chose a belief. And now as adults, we can go, does that still serve me? Like, does it serve me to put everybody before me? And then I'm a hot mess and a crazy mom yelling all the time. (laughs) And so I think what it does is it's like, we come to this realization as adults, like, no, I don't want to believe that anymore. So now I want to choose different. Beliefs are a lot like agreements. So it's like you can consider yourself when you look back at some of these beliefs you might hold around self-care that you quite literally shook the hand of people. Like, yes, mom, I put everybody before myself and that means I'm selfless and I'm a good person. Yes, dad, I don't have enough time to take care of myself. Yes, grandma, in order for me to be successful, I've got to work my fingers to the bone and not stop or come up for air. We make these agreements along the way. So the real way to not only change your beliefs, but pull them out by the root, these limited beliefs, is to become aware of them. Look at them in the eye. What is it I really believe? That's the first step. And where did it come from? Where's the root? Who was the agreement made with? Or what are some of the resources that proved this belief to be true in my life? And really get clear on that root of it first. So awareness is the first step. And honestly, what I love about awareness is that it in of itself starts the change. So many times we think we have to do these big, bold move actions, which I love action. And I'll talk about that. But truthfully, just becoming aware of it starts the transformation. It's like at a cellular level, you start going, whoa, I do believe that. And it isn't serving me. And I want something different. And that starts the change. So that's the first step. The next step is to really look at the value of it. That's really hard for people sometimes is they they look at the root, they look at all the damage it's doing in their life. They like pay attention. Okay, this is what I believe. This is what I don't like about it. But the truth is I believe limiting beliefs and, and the things that hold us back are actually meant to teach us something. And we grow something within ourselves. We grow the strength that we would have never grown without holding that belief. So for example, if I believed that I had to be everything to everyone, gosh, dang it. I have a lot of skills, (laughs) right? Like I learned a lot of stuff of how to be a lot to a lot of people. And so I grew myself. I have all kinds of certificates and certifications and I've read all kinds of books and I wanted to be so full myself that that absolutely serves me to have so much knowledge, right? And, And be able to grow these different strengths within myself. But then of course I get to the point where like, okay, there's the gift. I grew myself out of it. And I grew this type of strength or this gift came from it, but now it's no longer serving me to get to the next level. And I think that's the next step is to see how it's holding you back from living the life you're here to live. There is a gift that it served you at one point, but many times people fear the next level of success because they're believing that they're going to have to burn themselves out to get there. For example, maybe you don't have good self-care at all right now, or at one point in your life, You went through a season of a push and you worked really hard and you got somewhere, but you look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, heck no, would I ever want to go through that again? And so we're believing it's going to be the same way. We believe that if we were to go for a similar type goal or growth in our life, it's going to look the same way as the first time we did it. But the truth is all we have to do is change our belief. So what's holding you back from rising up could be that 
you have this belief that you're not able to take care of yourself and make an impact and reach your goals, that you can't have both. But the truth is you can. So it's about looking at new truths. The real reframe, I think, is looking at what do you want to believe and realizing you have the power to choose that belief. And it takes conditioning. I mean, our brains, boy, I'm sure you have felt it. Your your fears and your doubts can rule you if you let them. So you have to condition your brain and tell your brain what to believe. And so it takes repetition. It takes vision boards. I like to write out everything I want to believe and read it every day or record it and listen to myself. But it's literally like retraining my brain. And then the last step is to take action. So by taking action, these fears and these limiting beliefs start to shrink. And we start to see, oh my gosh, that isn't true. Or, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can take care of myself and take care of my family or grow a business. So action is probably one of the biggest steps that will reframe anything. If you just have the courage enough to take action, even when you don't feel it quite yet. Action really gets us out of those fears. It gets us away from those blocks. But one of the things that I felt was so poignant was that first step, which was that self-awareness. And I always talk about radical self-healing really starts with self-awareness because you're right. It is a cellular process. Your body begins to make those changes. And then I loved how you touched upon the beliefs that we have, those deep-seated beliefs, particularly about self-care costing a lot of money. And so I want to touch upon that for a second as well, because a lot of women are under this impression, you know, self-care is popping up everywhere and for good reason. But there is resistance that women are feeling with that because they're blowing this up to be, oh, well, self-care is this pamper day or self-care is this hour-long bath that I never had time for. So what what is self-care really? Share a little bit about what self-care can be and what it is for you. And I'd love some examples of of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. You are such a rock star. So you are living in that belief where you're able to take care of me and take it to the next level, which is what so many of us want to do. We just don't believe we can do it. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't used to believe I could do it either. And so for me, it's been about taking that action like we talked about and then realizing, well, I can do it. But yeah, self-care is, you know, like you said, people think they have to have two hours a day or have money to do it. And self-care, what I see self-care as is really looking at the different areas of our life, looking at our mind, our body, and our heart. And if you were to look at your mind, ask yourself, what does my body need today? What does my mind need today? What does my heart need today? And asking yourself, because we have the answers within us. What is self-care for me is not self-care for you. And all over, you know, we all have different needs of what we really need to fill ourselves up. So I totally will share in just a minute what my self-care regimen looks like. But Ah, it's going to be different, right? But just to give you a couple ideas around mind, body, and heart of ways that you can really love on yourself. One is just how you speak to yourself. That's self-care. And girl, it is free. (laughs) You don't have to pay a thing to talk to yourself nicely. I was just doing a coaching call with my husband today with some of our higher level leaders on our team. And we were talking about how much of a gift it was that the first few years of my marriage, my husband criticized me all the time. And that sounds like crazy person to say that was a gift. But he grew up in a very criticizing family. And that's all he knew. And then he criticized me. And I grew up in a family like, it's like, I love you. I love you. No, I love you. Like everything's all like beautiful and loving and everyone just all positive. And then I marry a guy that criticizes me. 
one of the best gifts that came from that is I learned true self-care by realizing he was only talking to me that way because I allowed it. And it was because it was the way I talked to myself. And so the second I realized that, he no longer could talk to me that way. And everything has changed. So just how we speak to ourselves is showing ourselves how much we love ourselves. And it's self-care every day. So I still plenty of times I'm hard on myself. I'm not perfect in this, but I catch myself faster than ever. I'm really aware of it and I can reframe it. But also, you know, just focusing on your strengths rather than your weaknesses, looking at the things you do well, and that's self-care. And like I said, just asking your mind, what do you need to, to fuel yourself? Or what do you need to calm and relax and trust? You know, whatever it is. And what I really like for the mind is a gratitude practice because it shifts your focus on what you don't have to what you do have already. And when we're in a state of gratitude, we attract more things to be grateful for. So that would be kind of my self-care around the mind. Do you want me to move into body? (laughs) Absolutely. And it's so interesting. It just reminds me of that Maya Angelou quote that if I'm not good to myself, how can I expect anyone to be good to me? Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love her. Yes. Body is usually the one everyone pays attention to. This is what self-care looks like. And you know, I see people post, I got my nails done, hashtag self-care. And I think that's awesome. I think that's so great. But I think there's so much more that goes into self-care for the body. I think I think sleep is one of the biggest. Oh my gosh, girl, that is. Because you know what? Getting my nails done is not self-care. <laughs> it is a chore. <laughs> I don't enjoy going to the nail salon at all. Yeah. I'm trying to get in and out of there. I mean, the one thing I do when I'm at a nail salon is I listen to podcast episodes and that feels very self-care. It's the podcast episodes that feel like self-care. But I, you know, for us being on stage all the time, being on Facebook lives all the time, I have to just have nice nails. That's a part of just looking the part, which is ridiculous. But I was just so funny because I don't even consider nail salon self-care yeah, at all. Yeah. But, and, and you know what? I, I agree with you. I hate the smell, all of it. But some people love it and it fills up their cup. So it would be part of their regimen, you know? But for me, I think sleep is one of the biggest ones that most people don't pay attention to. And it is what is going to restore us. It's going to refuel us. I mean, how many creative ideas come when we rest and take time to like really regenerate and shut off and unplug? So sleep has been big for me. In the past, I had really bad insomnia. I would go to bed super late. And now my husband and I are super committed to going to bed at a really awesome hour, sometimes when the kids go to bed, and sleeping well and doing things that support our sleep. So that's one free thing. Also, you know, just breathing, that's self-care. <laughs> I just really got into yoga about a year and a half ago. I was always stressed and just like wired and anxious. And I had a girlfriend, I started doing structural integration or rolfing. It's a really deep tissue type modality for opening up the muscle tissue and the whole structure. And she goes, girl, you forgot how to breathe. It was such a big awareness for me. And I've been really focusing in on just stopping and taking super deep breaths. And that is self-care. It's just being present. Because when you breathe like that, you become present and grounded and you're giving your body what it needs. So that's again, free hashtag free. And then, you know, movement every day, some kind of movement. I think our bodies were meant to move. Of course, what you feed yourself is so important. Uh, So many times we have all of these values on what we put on our body, what kind of products we use, what does it have in it, but we don't hold the same kind of requirements for food. And yet food really is our fuel is we are what we eat. 
And so it doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. At least I wish I could be. I think there are some people that have really amazing regimens. I am a foodie. And so I live by about the 85-15 rule where 85% of the time I'm really clean and then 15% of the time I play. And you get to choose what your self-care is with food, you know, but just looking at like, if I were to love myself fully, how would my body want to eat? Like if I loved myself that deeply to give myself that. And then of course, like taking supplementation and being in nature, it's just different ways I see self-care for body. I love that I can get massage and chiropractic work. I do other modalities and that's awesome. But these are key foundational pieces for self-care for body that don't cost a thing. I absolutely agree. And I think you're right. I mean, a lot of that self-care is just the thing. I call them the daily habits, right? The things that we should Mm -hmm. do to take care of ourselves, and breathing, movement, nourishing our bodies. I mean, really food is fuel and you're right. It's so difficult to be perfect, but just loving yourself enough to give yourself those basic needs. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and girl, you know, I didn't mention oils. You know, I'll tell you what, yeah. oils are my self-care. I'm, I'm playing with rose right now. and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they for me, oils help in all three of the areas. So they help me with my mind, my focus, the direction I want to go. They help me with my body. Oh my gosh, so many different things in my body. And they also help me with, you know, the heart and emotions of self-care. So it acts as a tool for every area of self-care for me too. Now, I wanted to go into, you know, we had talked about way back in the day, how do you know when it's time to up-level your self-care? How does someone check into that? What's that gut check look like? And is there an example that you can give when you felt like it was time to up-level your self-care? Yeah, for sure. I think the answer always comes with how you're feeling. So getting in tune with how we're feeling and what we're okay with and what we're not. Tony Robbins always says, and you know, I, I know you love Tony Robbins like I do, right? Um, <laughs> he says the quality of our life is based on the quality of our emotions. And so if you look around, when you, when you know you need to up-level your self-care, you look around and say, I'm stressed all the time, or I am exhausted, or I'm burnt out, or I don't have a desire to move today. You know, the, these are the, the areas that we know, okay, check myself. I need to maybe set some more boundaries or I need to eliminate some things that I'm doing that are no longer serving me and my family. Like I really believe in a hell yes and a no list. And so if things are not a hell yes anymore, I put them on the no list. And and if I really feel like they still need to happen within my family or business, I will delegate it. But I think boundaries part is such a huge part of your success and self-care is listening to your feelings. How are you feeling? And then setting stronger boundaries to support you and up-leveling your own self-care. So for example, we have a really thriving business and it's like almost every time I start to get really bogged down or stressed, it's because I'm doing too much. And so the answer is going to be either that I set stronger boundaries so that, you know, I'm not answering my phone at all times or I get help. So, you know, even whether it be at home too, like if I, if I really need help with the kids, whether you can afford it or not, you can find a friend to trade with, but you might just need a space to breathe and think as an adult or to get something done without the kids. So it's about asking for help, I think is one of the biggest pieces of self-care. And when you know you need 
a change is when you feel like you're alone or you're really stressed and you need a change within yourself. So those are kind of the moments for me. And, and like I said, when I get really bogged down in the business or with my family, I just look around of where else can I get more help? And that's when I know I need to set better boundaries and take more time for myself. I love that. And I love if it's not a hell yes, it's a no list because there is so much that we're doing that we really need to consider delegating to somebody else. Or, I mean, one of the biggest things, I think one of the biggest parts of my self-care was letting go of the things that aren't serving me anymore. I was doing so much that I didn't even want to do. And that wasn't moving the needle. And to let that go, to free up that energy was probably one of the best things I ever did for myself. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, when I first did my first hell yes, no list, I wrote at the top of it what my big goals are, both what I want to feel every day and what I'm reaching for with my family, my own self, my body and my business. And then I wrote down everything I do, like everything I could think of that I spend energy and time money on. And it was the same for me. I was like, why the crap am I spending time on this? It's just because it's outdated. It's like, it's what I've always done. And I thought I just, I didn't ever even question it. So when you make the list, it allows you to go, wow, is that serving me towards where I really want to go now? And then you can just ditch so many things and that creates so much space. Oh my goodness. I absolutely agree. Okay. So we've got our self-care. We've got a plan. We're changing the story, right? We're changing the beliefs. It's one thing, you know, it, we get so excited. Even we may even stick to this for a couple of weeks. How do we stick with it more sustainably? I mean, clearly there are benefits and we're going to reap the benefits and that's hopefully going to keep us going. But what has allowed you, especially when you've added on an extra project or you've added on a little too much, you know, what has allowed you to stick to that plan? That's a good question. You know, like I said, everybody has their own self-care regimen. And, and at first it's getting clear on, what's right for you and why. The why is really our anchor in regards to staying consistent. And so if we if we know why we want to take care of ourselves, like what is it going to do for me to take care of myself and why is it so important? Then we'll keep going back to that. That will become like the roots again. And I think there's another proverb that says a tree with strong roots laughs at any storm. And so when, when we're looking at anything that will pop up in our life, when, I mean, there's so many things that will pull us away from doing self-care. And so we have the opportunity to grow our why, grow those roots. Like, no, this is so important to me because, and if we know that, then we won't be affected by the storms, by the little distractions, by all those things. And, and there will be seasons. Oh my gosh. Holy heck. Yes, there are seasons. I have seasons of more intense pushes in my life or, you know, not doing any kind of work and then feeling really guilty. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so it's about two things for me. One, giving ourselves an immense amount of grace. Like, look at the people like your children or, or the people that, you know, your best friends, like, how much grace do you give other people? Are you giving yourself that same amount of grace? And as we start to grow the grace we give ourselves, we then turn around and give other people grace too, that we got the rest of our life to figure this out. We're not in any kind of hurry. And so that's one thing that I do is like, when I, when I get out of, if I'm not sticking to it, I just well, first I have a why, right? That I stay strong most of the time. Then there will be seasons. And if I don't stick to it, I give myself grace. I like forgive myself. You got this girl. Let's get back on track. And then the last thing for me is a hundred percent accountability. I think everybody has different 
ways of accountability. You know, I'm one that I'm reading an awesome new book, but I'm learning I have to have a date to reach something by. Like I'm just always needing something to reach for. And so if I don't have a self-care goal, then I'll be like kind of floating. So for me, I love a self-care goal and then tell somebody about it or have that person hold me accountable to it. That works for me. Some of the people who are listening to this, you, you women are amazing at reaching your own goals and you don't need an accountability partner. But for me, I absolutely need somebody to hold me accountable. I, t- I find out what my goal is, why I want it. I get clear on it and then I share it with someone or even hire someone to help me reach that self-care goal. And then um, it holds me to it. I love it. And, I, and if you can't hire someone or you don't have that accountability buddy, you could potentially have a journal, right? You could, you could be journaling. Exactly. There's a lot yeah. of different ways. But you're right. There's got to be some level of accountability that keeps us on track. I totally agree. I was hoping you'd hit on that. Okay. Now, this is a question that's kind of a, a personal question. I ask all of my people, and you know, we've been talking about self-care today, but I would love to know what is the one thing, the one daily habit or natural solution, it could be a product or whatever it may be that you do every day that really moves the needle for your health and well-being? Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I meant to prep you on that, but I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will. I will make myself answer this. I'm going to cheat and do a one A and one B and <laughs> meditation with an oil. So for me, I used to hate meditation. I actually, my sister would lead me through visualizations, or I would do classes with meditations or visualizations, and I honestly hated it because I, I all I saw was black, and everybody around me was like seeing unicorns and rainbows, and I'm like, what the crap? Like, how are you guys like seeing this? And I learned that meditation is a practice, even visualization as well. And so for me, it took practice. It took time to keep going within. And so for me, the answer of like the non-negotiable for self-care is to take an oil that I feel will really open me up, serve me, um, to help me soften or open, you know, whatever I'm feeling called to, and then go within. Because I really believe we have all the answers we need within us. And when we try to do it alone or we try to figure it out and force things, that's when we get out of alignment. And so I just, I finally realized that it's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to go within. And now my intuition can lead the way instead of me being led by where life would take you if you aren't in charge, right? Mm-hmm. No, oh, I love it. I think that that's so great. And I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're doing meditation. I think it's such a powerful tactic for us. That's a great self-care tactic, right? A great self-care ritual that we can use. So thanks for sharing that, honey. Yes, of course. I just want to mention, you know, meditation, sometimes it's a five minute, sometimes it's an hour. And it honestly, most of the time is five to 20 minutes. So I would really highly recommend like downloading the, the app Headspace because it's a simple, easy start to meditation, but just going or calm, that's another great app, but just quieting, going within, asking your soul what it needs, that in of itself is, is meditation, I believe. So yeah, I love it. Oh, I love it too. And you have something wonderful to share with us. You have this amazing free gift that well, I would love for you to tell, talk about it because I know that you know more about it than I do. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I um, I just created this. I, you know, I, I've definitely had quite the life of going from 
you know, not paying our bills and our type of vacation was camping in the tent an hour away, you know, like that. We definitely really started at the ground level and we've created a life from our dream board. We, we realized, wow, we have the power. We truly can live out our wildest dreams. And so I decided to create a three hour free workshop and it's called turn your dreams into plans. And it's just learning the method to create your own life that you crave. And we just dive into what these big soulful goals of yours are and your dreams and really unleash your imagination so that you can let your soul lead you and and develop that kind of trust within yourself to take action. Even when you don't know the how or you you are scared, you still take action on your dreams. So it's it's really great for anybody that wants to bust through the next level of anything that they're wanting to create in their life. It just gets them really clear. It's all free. We don't pitch anything. We just have fun dreaming with all of you guys. Oh my gosh, that is such an incredible gift. Thank you so much, honey. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun chatting with you. Absolutely. And you guys, how you grab that, it's going to be in the show notes. I'll give you all the details in just a moment, but this is going to be something that you really want to tap into. I want to highly invite and encourage everyone to grab this. Brienne, honey, thank you so much for bringing on your brilliance and your compassion and all of the good things that you bring to the table. This is definitely a message that so many women are looking to listen and learn from. Thank you, honey. Oh, I loved it every second with you. Thank you for all of you guys listening in too. And thanks for having me. Hopefully for more conversations in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Talk, all right, soon. talk to you later. Bye. Brienne is a force of nature. And what I love most about her is her realness. She has created a life that she loves by committing to self-care. And she inspires me and so many other women to be better to ourselves. How about you? Are you ready to tackle some of those beliefs around self-care? Are you ready to up-level your self-care? I know I am, even though I think of myself as a self-care guru. If you are ready to step into your brilliance, I want to invite you to join Brienne for this three-hour Turn Your Dreams Into Plans free workshop. The link is in the show notes and on my website at drmarisa.com slash podcast. In Brienne's workshop, learn the method to creating a life that you crave This power-packed three-part video workshop is made for anyone that wants to unleash their imagination and let their soul take the lead this year. And I just want to quickly remind you to join myself and Brienne for this amazing online summit that we created together along with 27 other remarkable women's hormone experts, the Essential Oil Hormone Summit. Brianne and 28 remarkable women have gathered together for a cause bigger than each of us. The interviews are powerful and they will shift the way that you approach your body and your health care. So head on over to my show notes at drmarisa.com episode 39 and register for the EO Summit today. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. And if you are wondering what we're talking about next, our upcoming episode is all about a powerful story of a dear friend of mine and cancer survivor, Chris Work. Chris describes his healing journey and shares the strategies that he and many others have used to heal cancer. These strategies include adopting the Chris Beat Cancer mindset, radical diet and lifestyle changes, and mental, emotional, and spiritual healing, as well as advanced integrative therapies. I know Chris will inspire you and guide you on your own journey towards wellness. 
Well, I look forward to seeing you guys next week with this powerful interview with Crix. Until then, have an incredible day. 